Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Westplex 107.1 AM 1350 KRAP. We're still working on KSOQ. Hopefully she'll be back soon. And, of course, this is BS in the Morning, and it wouldn't be BS without the B in S or the S in B. And that's Brad. Hi, Brad. How are you doing this morning? Hi, Brad. Hi, Shelly. How are you? I'm doing fine. It never gets old, does it? I'm sorry? <laughs> never mind. <laughs> it's 6.13. Uh, Shelly, you okay this morning? Why do you ask me that? I'm just curious. You sound a little bit uh, a little bit down this morning. I do? Yeah, just a tad. Are you, uh, is it, is it not, uh, things not go right for you yesterday? <laughs> I'm just a little under the weather today, but I am A-OK. Are you really? I mean, what, yeah. like, like flu, cold? Uh, mental, a little bit of both. Melt, melt, I just, mental yeah, I'm illness? just under the weather today. Really? Seriously? Seriously. Do you not want to do the show today? Well, don't you have your, um, prospectors? No, 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 no. That's not till uh, next. It's 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 uh, next next Thursday. I missed it last Thursday. I didn't go last Thursday. Oh, because I'm like I was having too much fun with you, and I decided, you know what, I'm not going to go. You know what? That happens. Yeah, I am a fun girl. I'm telling you. You know, it's one of those things where you know it's sort of like you know it's, you just don't want things to end. Sometimes when the show it's eight o'clock, it's like God, we have to stop. I have to stop talking to Shelly? I feel like that, too. <laughs> I, I do. You know, I have to tell you. What? These two hours we spend together just fly by. I don't know about you, but it's like, okay, we do our first break a little bit after 6 o'clock, and then all of a sudden it's 8 o'clock, and I go, where did two hours go? You know, it's like, okay, that was quick. And I mean that sincerely. I do. I, I agree with you. Yeah, it's the high point of my day, and then everything goes to S, if you know what I'm telling you. To S? Yeah, to S. Just like just like Hillary. That was some weird sh- Everything goes to S. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Good old Hillary. You know, I I played that for somebody last night. They go, is that a man? No, that's Hillary Clinton. They go, no, it, it's not. I thought the same thing. Really? It's Hillary. Yeah. Well, she has sort of a low voice. Like, who's that dude? No, she has sort of a low voice. You know, I mean, and, and you know what? I've, I've said this the other day to somebody, and they looked at me like I was weird, Okay. Name me a young guy under like 30 who has a deep voice. I don't know anybody. They all sound like Ryan Seacrest. Now, in my day, you know, back in the radio business, when I first got in the radio business, there were lots of guys, lots of young guys. We had a guy by the name of, what was his name? Sean Young. And he worked with, I worked with him. And he was probably about five foot six. Probably weighed about 120 pounds, and he had a voice like about a you know a seven foot tall guy that was you know weighed like 400 pounds. Talk like that. I'm Sean Young, Sean Young, and he sort of he had one of those laid back voices. He really never got excited about anything. And I'm going like, well, there are no people like that anymore. There are no guys like that anymore. Ser- There's no women like that anymore. No, either. no, no. Uh-huh. S- sincerely, I mean, I, I, it's to the point where it's like, you know, and you got like, for example, you got what's his face, the, the, the handsome dude who's been in all sorts of movies, uh, who has the incredible voice. He was in, uh, he was the captain, the, uh, 
the captain of the airplane in Up in the Air, the movie that was shot partially here in St. Louis with George Clooney, who I'm talking about. What's his name? He, he I don't know. Originally got his start doing a lot of westerns and things like that. Sam Elliott. Sam. Oh Elliott. yes, I love him. Sam Elliott has. He this... was in um, oh, with Patrick Swayze, Roadhouse. Yeah, you know I've never seen that movie. It's a good movie. I've never seen that movie. I've never. It's kind seen... of a chick flick, so I'm... you might like it. I've never seen Fight Club either. Have you ever seen Fight Club? I wasn't. I've seen Fight Club several times. I like. Uh... The first one you mentioned more than Fight Club. Roadhouse. Yes. I've never seen either one. So anyway, the point being is I don't know if any guys, any young guys have deep voices anymore. And in our industry, it's gotten to the point where like nobody cares about that anymore. You know, I mean, it used to be that you have to have a, you know, pe- people like. Nobody so, cares about a lot of things anymore. <laughs> I guess you're right, Shelly. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> the smartest woman in the world says, "My dream husband, Sam Elliott." You know, and 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 it, you know what's interesting? If you go back and you can find some of the first couple movies he was in, and his voice wasn't that deep, it really changed. I mean, in the first couple of movies, like you know, I mean, typically as 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 men and women age, their voice tends to lower. And has to do with the fact that larynx, my mom could explain that. She was a speech pathologist. She could explain that whole thing to you about how your voice changes as you get older. And, 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 but yet, uh, he's, he didn't have a real deep voice when he first started acting. And, and, you know, once again, one of those guys, I think, I think he was, I think he dated Farrah Fawcett for a while. Remember Farrah Fawcett? God, she died. It wouldn't surprise me. Let me see if I can find that. Sam Elliott, Sam Elliott. People are going like who you know, young people are going, Who's Sam Elliott? Uh R A H F A W C E T T. If I could type. Um What are you trying to look for, Brad? The connection between Farrah Fawcett and Sam Elliott. Um, oh, they were in a movie together. Murder in Texas, 1981 television film starring Catherine Ross, Sam Elliott, Farrah Fawcett, and Andy Griffith? <laughs> <laughs> 1981. He's been doing TV. That was 40 years ago. Man, that guy's had a... His, uh, Murder in Texas. Uh, I thought they were like they, they were a couple or something for a while. I may be wrong. I'm, you know, I'm wrong about a lot of things. I get up in the morning and I say things and then I'm proven by noon to be wrong. Isn't it terrible? By the way. It happens to me every day. I've, By the way, what? I have to tell you. Yesterday was what? the first day on the air for the newbies, Rick and Tracy's radio operation. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Oh, God. It was painful to listen to. Painful. And the Radio Poopa has has a column about it. It's not been published yet. But first off, let me say... I mean no ill will toward Rick and Tracy. They're good folk. The only problem is I don't know why they got in the radio business. I understand why she wanted to do it because she's like ultra, 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 ultra conservative. It would be like me saying, you know, I eat fast food all the time. You know, yesterday I'll give you a perfect example. What did I have for lunch yesterday? I had uh, McDonald's. And then what did I have for dinner last night? I had the $6 meal deal at at Dairy Queen, okay? That's what I eat. It would be like me coming in the morning on the air one morning and saying, you know, 
Shelly, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start a gourmet restaurant. I'm going to go for that Michelin three-star thing, whatever. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the world's best gourmet. I'm, Tony's is going to look like you know, a drive through when I get done. And you would say to me, Brad, I think you may be a little out of your element, right? Because I don't know gourmet food. I have no idea. I mean, you know, I, I, you hear these people, it's like people talk about wine, okay? To me, the best wine is the cheap junk. It's like, you know, the Annie Greensprings or the Boone's Farm. One of those they still make. I think Boone's Farm they still make. Annie Greensprings, I don't think they do anymore. It's, and I remember for a while, one of the stores I used to go to had a section that had a sign on it that said, Soda Pop Wine. And I said, Soda Pop Wine? And I talked to uh, someone who was like a wine expert. Oh, yeah, it's the cheap junk. You know? I go, well, that's the stuff that tastes good to me. <laughs> you know, they talk about, you know, fine wine. And to me, it's like, you know, mouthfeel and all that kind of stuff. Okay, the point being, I have no idea about wine. I have no, you know, it'd be like me opening up a wine store, me opening up a gourmet restaurant. And it was just brutal yesterday. I mean, brutal with a capital B. And I mean, like, just crazy, terrible, bad. I mean, can I say that? I think so. Well... It bothered me. I mean, it's one of those things. I've been doing this for a long time, okay? And there's a certain level of, I don't know what you call it, prof- professionalism. I would maybe even call it just proficiency. You know, it's it's like if you go to if you go to a play and you see these guys who are Shakespearean actors and actresses and they're just so good at what they do. You go like, God, they make it look easy. Then if you go to a play where it's like a neighborhood, you know, it's like the community theater and the people keep forgetting their lines and they fall down and the sets fall over and, you know, there's a fire on stage that somebody has to come out and put out with a fire extinguisher. That's sort of the way it was. Okay. I hope it gets better. I really do. And the problem with it is that Tracy is excellent at marketing. But once again... I think she's committed the ultimate sin of overpower, overpromise and underdeliver. You know what I'm saying? I do. I might have to peruse that today. Well, like I said, I hope it gets better in a hurry. I listened from 345. I, here's a perfect example. 345. That's still the last 15 minutes of the Bill Eigel show. You know, Bill Eigel's big, big fan of mine. He just, yeah, I know. He can't get enough of me. And he mm-hmm. did an interview with Jim Lentke, who is a former state senator. Bill Eigel is a current state senator. Okay? It's a great interview. Bill Eigel, I mean, uh, G- uh, Jim Lemke sounded great. Bill Eigel, they forgot to turn his microphone on. So whenever, whenever he's talking, it sounds like he's, like, down the hall in the next room, and Jim Lemke is, like, right on top of microphone. And the only way you hear Bill Eigel is you hear him coming through Jim Lemke's microphone, which is like across the room. And what's interesting is, you know what the name of, of, of uh, Bill Eigel's show is? No. Oh, I do. It's called... What is it? The Echo Dome. And I'm thinking to myself... No, the Echo Chamber. The Echo Chamber, whatever. The Echo Chamber, okay? I'm thinking to myself, he sure as hell sounded like he was in the Echo Chamber because it sounded like he was 100 feet away from the microphone. It just was like, okay, somebody please turn the microphone on. You know, and then they played a, they're, they're, she's like big on One American, OAN, One American News, you know, like the, some people call it the, the new Trump network, you know, Fox was the old yeah, Trump network, yeah. OAN is the new Trump network, and according to the schedule, none of the shows were on where they should have been. Then, they, then at 4 o'clock, he's on till 4 o'clock, then from 4 to 
they play at least 50 PSAs. And I'm not exaggerating. 50 PSIs. I find out about it. I heard uh, Kozlovsky, the NASCAR guy, I heard him at least eight times telling me check tire pressure in my car. I mean, it was just like, it was like, there was like the first, there was like seven or eight PSAs that just keep playing over and over and over and over and over. And about every fourth PSA, Jim the Fish, Viper Voice, comes on and does, you listening to 101, or what is it, 93.3, Make America Great Again. And then like another 10 PSAs. And then another, and then he comes on. This is, this is 93.3. The radio station that's making radio great again. And then there's like another 10 PSAs. I'm going, like, what is this? <laughs> and then. Well, it's the PSAs to cover up the fact they don't have advertisers right well, now. I didn't hear the only ad I heard on the entire radio station, other than the ads were in the, net, the network news or the network talk program. The only ads I well, heard. Well, they're trying to get their stuff together, Brad. Give them a break. I'm saying, I'm saying, I hope they do well. But once again, I mean, God, this is not the way you start, you know? I mean, years ago, years ago, I learned something interesting. My wife got a job as a waitress at a restaurant, okay? And I'm a young guy. I never heard this before. I'm a stupid guy. Still, I'm a stupid guy. And she comes home and she says, well, we open on Tuesday, but this weekend, it's our soft opening. And I go, can I come on, come and eat? Nope, nope, nope. It's invitation only. I go, invitation only? Yeah, it's invitation only. What do you mean? It's a restaurant. It's invitation only? You ever heard of this before? Yeah, for soft opening, exactly. yes. Exactly. And they, they, invited, they invited, what they did was they invited the mayor of this particular city this was in. Uh, they invited the mayor and all the county council people, and they invited the police department, and they invited the fire department. They invited, you know, all these different people, and they essentially said, look, we're just working out the kinks, you know, brand new restaurant, built from the ground up, new kitchen, new staff, new wait staff, everybody's new. Nobody, nobody's done it before. And, you know, new menu, everything's different. And they, they did, like, for four or five nights like this. And everything was free. You know, they said, please tip your, your hostess, host, you know, your waitress and your hostess. Please tip, but everything else is free. It's on us. So then they did this, like, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then Monday, I think they, they just took a day and just sort of reviewed everything. And then Tuesday, they opened for business. And I thought to myself, that's pretty smart. And apparently, that's quite popular in the radio, in the not radio, in the restaurant business, that you have, like, a soft opening like that. But... If that was the soft opening yesterday, oh, that was brutal. Brutal. So it was the semi-soft opening. <laughs> it was the mushy, gushy, <laughs> not-so-great opening. That's what it was. Okay. That's funny. Six six twenty-seven. Me? You've been thinking about me? About me? She's been thinking about me, Shelly. About you. <laughs> you know, that's that's one of those videos. That's like eye candy video. <laughs> Guys, you want to watch a great video, and it's, it goes nowhere. There's no theme. There's no plot to it. It's just her just looking darn fine. <laughs> that's, you want to watch that, that movie, that video. Sierra, yes, yes. She's been, she's been thinking about me. I wish. Anyway, but you know what is interesting about it to me? What? If you watch the video, 
she there's a very there's a couple scenes in it which I'm thinking to myself, I don't know about this. And it has nothing to do with her jumping around in skimpy clothes or her in the bathtub with nothing on but bubbles, and I mean that sincerely. Um, it has to do with her maid, which I'm going like, eh, I don't know if this works real well. I think it's stereotypical, and I think it's nowadays politically incorrect. Why, because it's female maid? Yes. And she's in the maid outfit. Yeah, so? I mean, does anybody still wear, like, the maid outfit? You know what I mean? They like, do. Come on. You mean They to, do. You mean to tell me there's some rich people in here in St. Louis that have, like, this big mansion and they have women walking around in those creepy-looking maid costumes? Yes. Ser- seriously? Seriously. Are you just saying that, you know, just... No, I'm not. You think that's for real? I know that's for real. And you think there's, like, a butler dude who's dressed up, like, in a tuxedo who's walking around in, in Mr. Smith? There's No, that a, I don't know, but a, as far as the maids go, I do know that they do dress up like that, yes. God, that's... To me, that's demeaning as hell. You know? I mean, like... Of course, nobody dresses up for anything anymore. You talk about you and I talk about going to the airport, and people are most people are in their pajamas. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's like Walmart, <laughs> right? Well, it's worse than Walmart. It's yeah, like it is. Worse Walmart's than Walmart. a step up <laughs> from going to there. Oh my god, God! I could tell you a story about what happened to me the other day in in a schnooks, but I won't because nobody would believe it. Oh, it's just one of those crazy things. Six thirty-five. Um, lots of stuff to talk about this morning. Uh, yesterday was the day after um, the... Um, Tuesday? Well, no, yesterday was Wednesday. Today's Thursday. Yesterday, the day after Tuesday. The yeah. day after Tuesday. Okay, I see what you're going with that. You're correct. Yes, ma'am, you are. Uh, the day after Tuesday, the day after uh, What's-His-Face, the Love Gov, resigned from being the governor of New York. Of course, he didn't do it for 14 days. And there's some people saying what he's going to do is for 14 days, he's going to make everybody's life miserable. He's just going to, like, you know, fire people and and do nasty things, and then he's going to quit. And his brother, his brother on CNN, is now on vacation, you know, because there's all this controversy. It came out in the, if you know the story, in Letitia, what's her name? Letitia, can't remember her last name. She's the um, attorney general for New York. She talked about how how he was giving advice to Andrew. Chris, the CNN dude, was giving advice to Andrew. And okay. you know what's really interesting? But do you know who uh, the uh, the I used to have him on my on on this very radio station AM thirteen fifty uh, the Guardian Angel guy Curtis Sliwa. You know who Curtis Sliwa is? No. You really don't know who Curtis Sliwa? I know you you know Curtis Sliwa. Look him up and look at a picture of him and and I know you know who he is. You just don't know the name. He started this okay. group called the Guardian. What's his last name, please? Sliwa. It's I think S L I W A Sliwa. And he's currently running for mayor as a Republican, which is like um, running for mayor in the city of St. Louis. He has about as much chance as I of having a date with um, with uh, um, my my all time crush. My uh, lady, you have so many lady, Connie Selica. Connie Selica, who's married to John Tesh, who's been my secretary for years, but nobody realizes. Anyway, um, Curtis Sliwa. I heard an interview with him yesterday talking about uh, the whole Como thing. And do you know at one point in time he did a radio talk show with Chris Como, <laughs> which was sort of interesting. I had no idea about that. 
Anyway, Curtis Lee was an interesting character. Uh, he was he was they tried to kill him the uh, the uh, uh, the uh, um, mafia because he did he's always been against crime and organized crime and street crime and stuff like that. And he was actually sh- I shouldn't laugh about it. He was shot several times by the mafia and it didn't kill him. I mean, this guy's incredible. Anyway, he was on yesterday talking about the whole thing with, with Mario Como, his, you know, their father, and Andrew Como, the Love Gov. And once again, remember, last year, the Love Gov was on TV every day, and all these women go, oh, my God, I love that guy. Oh, if I could marry, if I could divorce my husband, who's been a great husband, and marry him. Yeah, right. Guess what kind of a husband he would have been, been. He's like grabbing butts of women all the time and... Grabbing you know what and doing this and doing that and sexually harassing women. Oh, just a great husband. Great guy to be married to, don't you think? You as a woman, wouldn't you like to find out that your husband like is like at the office is is doing grab donkey, you know what I'm saying? Uh <laughs> Well, I've always I'm not even gonna say what I was gonna say. Um yeah, I would be upset if my husband was not being appropriate at work. And then he got an Emmy. Remember, he got an Emmy Award. You know, do those those Emmy, those, you know, to the Television Academy, they look stupid now, you know. And then he got, he sold that book, which, you know, How to Be the Expert Governor. You know, like, yeah, right, dude, dude, you know, give it a rest. You know, I mean, talking about, I don't go there. Sam Elliott, changing topics all over the, the, the road here. 77 years old. Born, matter of fact, he just had a birthday. He was born August 9th, 1944. Uh, his, he, his, his movie career goes back to 19, what was it? His first movie was like 1969. Uh, you know who he's married to? I do not. Catherine Ross. Remember Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? I do. He was in that movie. Yes, he was. Had a very minor role. It's interesting. Uh, had a very minor role. No scenes with Ross. And that was in 1969. The two did not meet again until 1978. He meets her on the scene of, on the set of Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kids. Meets her in 69. Meets her again in 78. And then they got married. Uh, they have one child, a lady by the name of Cleo Rose Elliott. Uh, and get this. He's had the same house in Malibu, California, since, um, what, 19... They bought this house in the 70s in Malibu. Probably paid a couple hundred thousand dollars for it. Probably worth a couple hundred million down nowadays. Um, and he also has a home in uh, Willamette Valley in Oregon. And get this, following his mother's death in 2012 at the age of 96, he took ownership of his childhood home in northeast Portland, Oregon. He owns his, his where he grew up. Is that credible? He owns his, his house that he grew up in. It's actually funny that you say that because one of these days when I was down in Clayton, I went by my my uh, childhood home and put my business card on the door just to see if they would call me. I, all I wanted to do was just walk through there and just kind of see if it was like the house I knew. Really? Yeah, they never did call me, though. You know, there's a there's a country song about that. I can't remember what the name of it is. It was popular three, four, five years ago. A woman who goes back to her house where she grew up. Talks about, you know, her room and stuff like that. All that kind of stuff. Anyway. Yes. Sam Elliott. Um, God, what an interesting career he's had. Um, filmography. Oh, my God. It just goes on and on and on and on and on and on. 
Uh, Here's a 1965 college yearbook photo of him. He looks nothing like he does today. Uh, And get this, he was... Uh, Elliot is known for its distinctive lanky physique, full mustache, and deep resonant voice. He began his cur- career with minor appearances in the way the West, in the way West, nineteen sixty-seven. Butch Cassidy, the Sundance Kid, nineteen sixty-nine. Season five of Mission Impossible. He was in the television series Gunsmoke. Um, God, he's in a bunch of different. And his his breakthrough drama was Lifeguard, nineteen seventy-six. God, I'm telling you, he's got he's got the life. And and you know he how, does. I mean, married to the same woman in in Hollywood, most marriages last what eight months. He's been married what since nineteen seventy seventy? No, once they got married, eighty four. Long time, Catherine Ross. Wow, unbelievable. How old is she? Let's see if we find her, Catherine Ross. There, yeah, married nineteen eighty four. She's born in nineteen forty. She's eighty one. Holy cow! The older you get. The younger that 81 seems. <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. Well, <laughs> well, when you're 86. I mean, you're saying 81, wow. And I'm like. Well, the reason I was saying that, because like me, I'm 86. I'm going like, man, she's five years younger than me. Wow, there's a chance with me and Catherine Ross. Oh, no, she's married to Sam Elliott. Oh, well, so much for that. Right? Yes. It is 640. Westplex 107.1 AM 1350 KRAP. That's one of those weather songs that the DJ would play. Hey, I'm playing that because it's going to get hot in here today. High 97, heat warning in effect for the St. Louis Metro. Whoa, hot in here. How'd I do? Oh, that was wonderful. (laughs) You could care less. Yeah, 97, that's what they're predicting for today. God, excessive heat warning today for St. Louis City, St. Louis County. Of course, when you cross the river into St. Charles County, the temperature goes down by 20 degrees. Do you know that? I did. If you're driving west on 70. It's the Green Bridge. It has dimensional <laughs> right. proper properties. Right. Environmental properties. Once you cross yes. over the Missouri River and you're in Steve Elman country, it's just like, oh, my God, the weather's beautiful. The, I mean, the whole dynamic changes. Right. You're going east on 70. You got the windows down. You're in St. Charles. You're coming across the bridge. You know, you're in St. Peter's. Then you're in St. Charles. You're driving along. and Windows down. You got a oh, sunroof open. Oh, my God. It's 75 degrees. You hit that. You know, St. Louis County sign on the bridge halfway across, and all of a sudden it's 98 degrees. And oh my God. And there's, and there's the mask police are up ahead. There's, do you know that last night they did a checkpoint in Eastbound 70 right there, Earth City Expressway? Why? Mask check, checkpoint as you're coming into St. Louis County. They checked, they pulled you over, and they didn't care about your seatbelt. You know, they pulled people over, and oh my God, I didn't have my seatbelt on. We don't care about your seatbelt. We don't care about that. You got your mask on? Yes, I do. Okay, fine. Why you- would you wear your mask in the car? Because that's what Sam Sam Page says. Did you know that that he's come out with statistics that ninety eight point five percent of people that have gotten COVID nineteen got it while they were driving in their car in Interstate seventy? Do you know that? Whatever, Brad. <laughs> you don't believe me? No, I don't. <laughs> you don't believe there's a mask checkpoint in Eastbound seventy, Earth City? No. <laughs> they pull people over. You go get your you got your mask on. You don't have your mask on. Yes, officer. I, I, I mean, there's my... no way that it, there can be, Brad, because if there's anything that anybody does is make fun of people with a mask in their car. Well, but that doesn't count for Sam Page because of the fact that he thinks that when you're sleeping, you should have your mask on, right? He thinks when yeah, you when you yeah. take your shower in the morning, you Pretty should have much, mask yeah. on. You know, 
for just men, bring it out and put it back on. Right, for men, you should have your mask on except when you're shaving. But then, what you should do is when you're shaving, like if you don't have a a beard or a stash, when you're shaving above your lip, you know, like you you pull your mask down to cover like your lower lip, and then when you're shaving, you know, below your you know lip, your chin and your neck and stuff like that, you pull your mask up over your mouth, so you don't get any of those germs. You know, I'm telling you, it's just gotten crazy weird and you know what what's bizarre about this is you know it sort of makes you question sometimes authority i don't know if you heard this story that it came out that, authority always wins well but biden was making fun of florida because you know the whole if you know the whole thing the governor of florida is rumored to be the next you know president you know i mean at least he's going to run for president he claims he claims not very impressive guy if you read the guy's bio, it's like, holy cow, this guy is Mr. Impressive. Um, anyway, um, they've been making fun of Florida. And they go, look how bad Florida, look at the statistics, Florida. So what happened was the CDC statistics were wrong. They had added like four days together to make one day. And the people in Florida, the people at the Florida Health Commission, whatever it is, said, whoa, 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 whoa. We gave you those statistics. You added them up wrong. And originally the CDC said, no, we didn't do that. We didn't make any mistake. And then they go, oh, well, we did. We made a mistake. So it doubled the numbers in Florida. They kept saying, the numbers in Florida are terrible. And Biden saying, the numbers in Florida, look at the numbers. Well, the problem was the numbers were wrong because the CDC added them wrong. You go like, and it's things like that. You go like, okay, this is the CDC. This is the organization that you know, is giving us all the statistics and they're wrong. This is Dr. Fauci's place. God, he's back on all over again. Just drives me nuts. I have to be honest with you. When I hear him, you know, I'm going like, okay, can anybody else talk except for him? Can they find anybody in the government beside Dr. Fauci? Because once again, he's the man who cried wolf. Don't you think? I don't think so. I think he was a man that tried to um give give a little solace into and a little um he's like the love gov right no 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 (laughs) remember remember this is dr fauci is not the love gov. here we go here's dr fauci people should not be walking around with masks right now people should not be walking there's no reason to be walking around with a mask okay and he said that back when it first all started and we didn't know shoot from Shinola about that was some weird sh- the virus. <laughs> that was some weird. Sh- and you're right. That's exactly it. Was some weird. Sh- you almost said it. <laughs> I did not. Uh, you know, it's like what? you and I had this discussion last week. Remember, and you remember this about the doctor who who claimed he he and really it turned out he was right. The doctor who who claimed he knew what caused ulcers, and it wasn't what everybody thought. Remember, remember you 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 yeah. Found, everybody used to think it was stress. You it's not it's right. the bacteria. Right, you found and that for years that guy was going like, no, it's not stress. And people, go, what do you know? You're just some dumb doctor. No, no, ulcers are not from stress. It's not from spicy foods. It's not from stress. No, it's spicy foods and stress. That's why every. That's why if you go back to the movies in the fifties and the sixties, Doris Day 
Like she's like she's like the housewife in all these movies, and she's married to some like executive. He's like you know advertising executive, and they all have ulcers. Oh, I have to be careful what I eat because I've got my ulcer. That was like that was like having a badge of honor if you like if you were an executive back in the fifties and sixties. I've got an ulcer. I can't I can't I can't talk. And and they all were uh, advertising agents. <laughs> they were right. Uh-huh. If you sit there and you think about it. Yeah, like Bewitched Husband, advertising agency. Right. Remember, was it Bewitched? Wasn't Darren? Wasn't he like an advertising executive? Yeah, that's what I just said. Right, right, right. You know, uh, did you just say Bewitched? Yeah. Okay. And then, like, you got Mad Men. You know, I mean, that's like about yes. guys from advertising agencies. And what's crazy about that is everybody's smoking. Remember that? Everybody's yes, smoking. Yes, I do. Everybody's sitting around smoking, you know? It's like My mom grew up in that era, and... She was a smoker, and every picture that you see her in, she had a cigarette. I'm telling you. Well, you know, even to the point where my mom and dad, I probably was in my teens when my mom and dad admitted to me that I used to smoke. I'm going like, what? You used to smoke? My dad says, everybody did. I'm going like, really? They did. You know, and, and, and to the point where I saw something recently that, that talked about one of the key things that the Army uh, exported from the United States into Europe when the you know when World War II was going on, and they showed okay. this they showed this warehouse someplace like in in England, filled floor to ceiling like probably ten twelve feet tall, cases of cigarettes. There was one whole warehouse in in England filled with with cigarettes that they and the other one with pantyhose. No, excuse no, me, no, stockings. No, this was this was for the GIs in combat. You know they, oh, okay. they 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 were exporting all these cigarettes because you couldn't use European cigarettes because nobody liked European cigarettes. But you know it's going like God, everybody smoked. You know, and and they'll they'll come a day like for example, like right now, like beer's gotten to be sort of that way. That's the problem Anheuser Busch is having. That everybody used to you know used to get together. Hey, want to beer? No, everybody wants a seltzer. You know they, they want, do. Right, they want they right. want a hard seltzer. Right. It's like or they want um, right. They want yeah, white claw. True, they, do. they want white claw or something like that. You know like yeah, hey, you yeah. want a Bud Bear Light? Claw, white claw. You know, right. And what's the other one? Truly, you know. I mean, yeah, truly, truly. It's like it's like God. You know what happened? You know, our remember for a while it was it was. Uh, for a while, was it was Seagram's with the wine spritzer kind of things? Isn't that what they yep. called? What they what were they called? Seagram's had the deal. There were. I still remember this this person I knew that worked at Anheuser Busch told me the story about the was it the that they call them the the, the what are the margaritas? There's something they had. There's something they came out and they thought they thought you know this is you know they're trying new products and they they made like forty thousand cases of this and they thought oh this is going to go nowhere and the forty thousand cases disappeared like in a week. <laughs> they were gone, and and the, all the vendors going like, "Hey, we want more of that," and they didn't have any of it made. They're going like, "Well, we didn't get that one," you know, because they thought it was I can't remember it was something some it was like chenurita or something like that, um, beer beer urita or something like that, or 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 you know poop urita. No, it wasn't <laughs> poop urita. <laughs> something urita. It was it was like you know you know arita you know arita, not Anita. But Arita. Yes. Okay. In uh, should I be honest here and tell people what's going on? Sure. Shelly is going to the airport. There's been a problem with the uh, the FAA approach control stuff, and the planes are missing the runway. 
So they've called Shelly and say, Shelly, remember you used to work here and you used to fix all the aviation equipment? The planes, nobody can land. Can you please come to the airport and fix the stuff? Because the, the, the guys are missing the runway. They're, they're like flying over the top. Matter of fact, one guy almost hit a guy in a Southwest Airlines jet almost hit the control tower. Matter of fact, he, he okay, got... Okay, that's nothing to <laughs> make fun of. And... And Shelly's got to leave because she's got to go fix the uh, the RNAV system. The Framister. No, isn't the RNAV? Did you work on the, the RNAV? RNAV? Yeah, the RNAV. You never worked What's in the that? RNAV? You never worked in the glide slope? You never worked on the Pappy or the Vassy lights? Yes, but what does that have to do with RNAV? That's kind of navigation system. That's not true. It is. You don't You don't believe me? Nope. Hold on. Ye who has RNAV. Area navigation, abbreviated RNAV, is a method of instrument flight rules navigation that allows an aircraft to choose any course within a network of navigation beacons rather than navigate directly to and from the beacons. This can conserve flight distance, reduce congestion, and allow flights in airports without beacons. Area navigation used to be called random navigation, hence RNAV, R-N-A-V. Okay. <laughs> I'm not trying to prove you wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm as a, it's ti- it's time for us to go. As a former pilot, I know about RNAV. Good. Well, as a former FAA technician, why don't you fill me in on that? Uh, well, that's why you get hold on. Um uh, Bud Light Limerita. There we go. See, it was Seagram's wine Limerita, that's what it yeah. is. Uh, why would not surprise me? She's uh, she's accused me to be a QAnon QAnon fan. You worship Tracy. That's why you are so fascinated, entranced by her. No, I'm 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 not fascinated. <laughs> why entranced. don't you say what she really said? That's what the smartest woman in the world put. QAnon fan? Question question question. Would not surprise me. You worship Tracy. That's why you are so fascinated, entranced by her. No, just the opposite. I. To a certain extent, I feel sorry for her. I think she's got herself in a bad situation. You know, I actually think that she may have herself in a bad situation, but I think that she's going to come out. I see. Look here. Hold on a minute. I'm going to find it's, it. It's it's the new person effect. Hold on a minute. Let me let me find. I'll I'll read you the last paragraph of my radio poop column for today, which is on the on radiopoop.com. Uh, don't get me wrong, I really want Rick and Tracy to succeed. The Grand Poopa, that's me, firmly believes in the theory is as the tide rises, so do all boats. But somebody needs to turn on the bilge pumps before the newbie ship takes on too much water. Yeah, I know. First day, but Jeff Allen and Joe Rush pulled off their first day a few weeks back with only a few rough spots. But then again, they're the refugees and not the newbies. What's that saying about experience? I hope they do well. But once again, you don't know what you don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Okay, we are going to prematurely end the show this morning because, quite honestly, I have LBS. What's LBS? Lower bowel syndrome, and I have to leave the air. Okay. And matter of fact, when I, I, I saw a doctor the other day. Uh-huh. I'm going to come clean with this. I saw a doctor the other day, a female doctor, and I went and she did the x-rays and they, had, they gave me the barium sulfate milkshake, you know, that stuff you drink before they, you know, shoot you and they take all the pictures of your lower GI tract. 
And she walked into the room and she looked at me and she paced back and forth a couple times and she looked me straight in the eye and she said, That was some weird sh. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Brad. It's 7.03. <laughs> you didn't like that, Shelly? <laughs> and, and then the nurse came in and said, This is going to be safe. This is a sophisticated vaccinated crowd. And then the other doctor came in and said, He needs to cancel it and have a beer and a personal pan pizza at home. And then the other doctor came in and said, Shelly, we listen online in our country. How do you say, You got it going on, girlfriend. Rock on, sister. Shelly, you are amazing. How do you do it? Can we, can we all get along? Can we, can we get along? Was I engulfed in the greatest conspiracy since the hosts of The View were discovered to be robots? That was some weird shit. Are we done? Hello, Shelly. Are we done? I think she's gone. I scared her away. It's 7.05.